Hello and welcome, everybody, to Bottles and Bricks, a Last of Us podcast. I'm your host, Ronan Unchained, and whew, this effing episode, Craig Mason, Neil Druckmann, HBO, shame on you for making me tear up and still continue to break my fucking heart another week. Um, <laughs> but in order to, to, to share these emotions and let it all out, I need my compadres or compadre with me. Um, I need my people from Team JVS to uh, stand up and show up uh, because, gentlemen, uh, we finally meet Bill and Frank. We finally meet Bill and Frank. And um, spoiler alert to everybody who's watching it, it's not like the game, and yet it honors what the game hinted at and teased. And my God, they put us through the ringer. Nick Offerman. Emotional damage. <laughs> Let's give a round of applause to Nick Offerman because he he, he delivered in spades for me. Um, wow. I mean, again, I, I and, and you know, folks, if you you know to, to tune into some stuff in non-spoiler review at, at Sam's channel, Team JVS, I think that this is a, is a situation where it enhances my experience with the first game and gives me an alternative option of like, how are you feeling? Do you want to know the whole full story of Bill and Frank, or do you want to keep it subtle and open to interpretation with the game? And I like that. Like they've been saying from the get go that they wrote stuff down for the game that just couldn't fit. And now there's an avenue to explore it where we don't have to fully rely on gameplay that might hurt a lot of people to me uh, that was the one sequence that i was just like oh i, I missed the sequence where joe's hanging and, and ellie has to cut the refrigerator and that's how they met bill but um i can truly i can hopefully uh predict that a lot of people are going to really appreciate this episode and will be moved by it will get heartbroken by it and probably throw their hands up and say fuck this show but how did you fellas take it in in spoiler mode yeah, Ty. All right, let me tell you something. Are y'all hearing me right now? Y'all hearing me out there? I'm I'm a grown look. I'm a grown man. I work hard, pay my own bills. I take care of my family. I'm gonna tell you this: if you don't come out of this episode with at bare minimum watery, I look at me when I'm talking to you. If you don't come out this episode with bare minimum watery eyes you have you are an emotionless jerkwad and i don't want to be associated with you this episode i mean this was a slow burn of emotional damage this wasn't even just hitting you in the head with the with the test hammer this is we going to put you through the slow this is the slow torture Right. You know, because you kind of have a feeling, you know, it's coming, especially if you've played the game. But this is like we're going to give you the slow torture. You're going to see this relationship build. You're yep. going to see this love happen. You're going to see how we're tying all of this back to the second episode. And you're going to see our main character who isn't even in this episode, but maybe 35, 40 percent of it out of the 60, 65 percent that. Bill and Frank are in this, and you still see the impact he feels from this backstory coming all the way up. Like, if you don't come out of this episode 
with some with some watery eyes where you talking about yo somebody cutting onions in here you know um don't worry look i ain't crying I just got look somebody cutting onions, you know, around this episode. You know, that's all I'm saying. If you don't come out with at least that, you have no emotions, and I feel for you. This was a fantastic episode, specifically designed to navigate its way through your heart and jack that joint up. And they did it well. <laughs> I leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I when I was it was a midway point when. Um, Frank and Bill were going through their moment. No dialogue whatsoever. And they were visiting all the different sites, like the hole, the strawberries, um, everywhere, even down to them, you know, getting married. Like, and the, the music alone. <laughs> I, was like, I, was telling, I was like, bro, I am not letting a tear come out of my eyeballs. It is not going to have, you are not going to break me off of this. I and refuse. Then, and this, this was the crazy thing. Then it got to the point where Ellie was reading the gaster note and she couldn't say test. And I was like, screw you, show. Come yeah, on. There like, it is. The That's thing what about it. the show is, is they, I'm not going to say they sacrifice action and entertainment for emotional value, but they understand the characters. They understand what this, what this game, why this game was so impactful was because the truth of the matter is if you look about, if you take from the moment that Frank, I'm sorry, when the moment that uh, Bill meets Frank to the end of their story, you can believe that that could be anybody in a post-apocalyptic situation that we're surviving and we're like, look, man, we had a good run. And like, that's some real stuff. Like, it's not like, oh, well, that's so fictional. That Like, no, like this man's like, look, I got this and I need to check out and I love you, but you need to help me be free of this. And I'm not condoning it, I'm not saying that. But I understand it in a situation like them because it's like it wasn't like they were getting consistently like attacked. It wasn't like you know uh, they were in any immediate danger at all times. It was just a circumstance that put them to where they was, and that's such an interesting thing because a lot of times these post-apocalyptic shows like it's always like something happens, and that's the reason when they make this drastic choice like. No, they flushed out these characters to the point that you understand and comprehend every decision they made. And that's hard. They only did it in like a 70-something minute episode. It's not like I've known them for a certain amount of time. Even though I've, I know Bill from the games, I know what kind of man he is. Yeah. I know he's got a heart here or there. And I know I, I took enough time to read the letters in the game to understand like how deeply connected he was with Frank. But I didn't see that. There was no substance behind that. This episode gave all the substance, and I, I, I commend them for it because they took a heavy risk with this on so many different levels, and I think they paid off. Because, and I guess we'll talk about that next, Ronan, is the fact that, like the scene you described, when you know, you know, they're going through the different traps, and then all of a sudden they strung up and. It's an intense moment for Ellie Angel. Like it's like I don't know if he's gonna make it. Like this is literally so like something about to grab Joe right then and there, and then all of a sudden, like you know, they're saved by Bill. 
and then Bill and Ellie have their moment. It's a lot of interesting yeah. banter and dialogue that I loved from the game. But did I really know Bill? You know what I mean? Like, in the game, did I really know him? Did I really grasp who he really was? I think Neil was like, I want you to know who really Bill is. Not just what his capability is, not just kind of how he is around other people, but kind of understanding what he is and who he is. And I think that was a very fascinating approach to it. But- or at the very least, experience Bill. Because I can make it up and I can connect the dots, but it's another thing to experience his life. Like, and I've been preaching this since we started the podcast. I've been wanting, and we're not getting any more new games, which we'll eventually talk about soon, you know, down the line, that like give us another graphic novel. Everybody loved them, you know, the Left Behind DLC, and they gave them American Dreams, a graphic novel about Ellie and Riley. Why can't we get that for Tess? Why can't we get that for Tommy, for Bill? So I figured this was, and I think it was probably Ty or somebody else who said that this was the Left Behind version for Bill. And yeah, that, um, that's what I was going to jump into when you yeah. were done, but yeah. And um, and even even when we're even when we're not, when we're not spending time with Bill and Frank, there's still a connected dot where it's like okay, Joel is now st- you know committed to, to what Tess asked him to do, and then he realizes the the that the people he knew are gone. And now, but he has everything he needs to go where he wanted to go. Yeah. And, you know, there's a sweet moment where he asks Ellie to take off your, you know, put, you know, pull up your sleeve and checks again. Is she turning or not? And says, okay, I'm taking you there, but we're keeping our distances, you know, to each other, you know, still. Our personal and, lives, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of that inverted, inverted or outward process where, like, okay, Bill was so separated from the world and was willing to, like, let the whole town evacuate and he had a good time run into the, the marketplace and take everything he wanted. But then he found Frank and it, it, it changed them. And this is the, 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 the starting point for, for Joel within Ellie. They're like, all right, after this, his heart is going to grow again, but there's still bruises to go about. And it's, yeah. it's very, it's kind of echoing what's going to happen to Joel and Ellie, but under different circumstances and a different relationship. And yet, um, it's fitting. Nothing feels out of place. Not even, and I'm going to bring it up just because, you know, it's, it's going to happen, but that the fact that they gave Bill and Frank a sex scene, and I, I said it to you guys, either in, in non-spoiler or behind the scenes, I'm like, listen, I was moved. I felt bad for them. I was happy for them when they were happy, but I can't connect to that. But just because I can't connect to that doesn't mean that a whole lot of people around the world are going to really, really appreciate this that scene this episode and it's good i i I can't wait to i can't wait to hear the reception for it hopefully it's mostly positive but so i got a comment on that and y'all know me (laughs) so i'm gonna be very kind and nice could he have not given the man flowers first like he just rolled up to my man start kissing him in the face like you don't know that man for two nickels like he could be low key trying to jack you and like like i it was the way that it happened like i i think realistically like this man bill been away from everybody for four years yeah you know what i'm saying so i don't know his emotional space where he is you know but i do know that there was definitely an attraction there that kind of happened some sparks kind of flood because of like the piano he knew frank knew how to draw something out of bill and i think that's a part of their relationship from what i could tell but 
the issue that I had was the man just rolled up into like just kissed him. I was like, dog, nah, bro. I I wouldn't trust, I wouldn't turn my back or even leave to go take a shower for somebody I don't know. Like, that's crazy. Like, I I <laughs> that's my only thing. Like, I would have been like, okay, maybe like a week or a couple days. Like, it just all of it happened so fast that that threw me. So I was glad when they did like a time jump and started to go into their progressive, like, you know, issues and gripes and relationship like that. It was just the, how quickly it went into it. That was the thing that I kind of threw me. I was still around. I was like, can you give them some gotcha flowers, bro? Like, right. <laughs> man, coming into your home, bro. Like, yeah. Somebody else so, went over and said, like, why would you turn your back like that? Like in the piano. And it's just like, you have a gun with you. <laughs> Nah, he, he yeah. didn't even have a gun on him when that joint happened. Go ahead, Ty. Sorry. So, so I'll I, I, I'll say this. I I think. So I, with certain aspects, I agree with you both. So like Ronan, the the sex scene I couldn't connect to. That's just not my thing. But what I can connect to is how it adds to the story. Mm-hmm. Like Sam, yes, I had certain issues with the initial with the initial kiss, but then I had to remember I am putting conditions around that scenario that don't apply. Right. Are you really thinking about those kind of things when you're in a post-apocalyptic world? True. Am I thinking about flowers? before or a date before you know yeah, someone shows a, shows affection right. you know and also look at the aspect of it first off before i even really deep dive into this nick offerman and murray bartlett amazing job bill and frank amazing job i have to say that i'm gonna give you actors your flowers and kudos now all, all three of them bro. <laughs> all mm-hmm. three of them all yeah. three of them even mm-hmm. anna and I'm coming back. Up in this episode. That's great. I, I'm coming back to Anna. Yeah. Anna. Anna really for me is the key piece of this episode. Um, at least in terms of the at least in terms of the thread that ties all the episodes together. Mm. But for Bill and Frank, for Nick and Murray, look at it from the perspective of this man has basically created his own prison. Mm. He's been in his own self-made prison where he has no one but himself. Someone comes along and yes, it really does feel too good to be true. Someone comes along that gives you those particular vibes that you're still not trusting of them. You know, you're still checking to see if they're infected or if there's someone trying to raid your space, trying to steal from you, trying to kill you. But the person is showing and hitting all the buttons of the things that relate to you and your emotions and affections, because you also have to remember this man said he hasn't really dealt with this kind of stuff since it was a girl, like in high school or something. So he's so bill, as far as we know, based on what they're giving us, never even got to explore his own personal realm of being gay, you know? So this is his first real experience of that. And he may have known throughout time that he was that way, but never really got to really pursue it because unfortunately an outbreak happened. Mm 
Right. You know, so he's more in survival mode and he's doing these things as routine to keep himself sane. Because when you're when you're talking about somebody who has basically lived by themselves and survived for 20 years, 20 years, that's enough to make anybody go insane. And he's kept this routine to maintain his sanity, on top of which I have to give them credit because they certainly handled the time skips better than House of the Dragon. I'm just going to put that in there. But um, like Ronan was talking about how and Sam was talking about how they came to the end of the road. They had a good run. That was also epic because in my mind, it made perfect sense because you spent 20 something years on your own by yourself. someone comes along and spends years with you building a relationship someone you fall in love with yearn to protect and yearn to grow old with and live the rest of your life with now a debilitating condition is taking that person from you and there's nothing you can do about it how do you go back to the being on your own right you know, I totally, it was so unfortunate and sad, but I totally understood why they did what they did. How do you go back to that? Yeah. Right? It's the line, right? He said, before I met you, I wasn't afraid. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So on top of which, speaking of that, let's go back to Anna real quick. Let's go back to Tess. The subtle piece of them in the time skips showing where Joel and Tess are basically having a double date with them and getting to know them where Frank is Frank is basically opening up Bill's world and said, we're going to have friends. Yeah. Not there's the possibility, not there's a particular chance. He's basically being the housewife. We're yeah. going to have friends. Yeah. Even in a post-apocalyptic world, we're going to yeah. have friends. You're going to entertain them. And our our home has to be presentable. Yep. It yep. doesn't just because we live in a post-apocalyptic world doesn't mean our home has to look like that. Right. And you see who connects with who. Right. Yeah. And Frank clearly immediately. who connects with who. You and know who's the leader. Like Tess and, is the and, leader and Frank is the leader, but they are the muscle, Bill and right. Joe. And they're exactly. like, they're like yeah. and 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 that scene makes and, and the thing about it is. The letter, going back to the whole letter with Joel and having the moment and everything in the game has major impact. But here it skyrockets for the simple fact of Bill and Frank clearly know that Joel and Tess have a relationship. Like there's something budding in there. And basically the last thing for Bill is, hey, don't even though I'm gone. And Frank's gone. I'm at least happy because I got to serve my purpose. I am the way I am. I am the I am the crazy psychotic person, you know, genius, gather the guns, bullets, and everything else. Because my job, my purpose was to protect someone. Yep. And I found that person. He's basically saying, take what I have and don't miss out on this opportunity and protect Tess. And the simple fact that it's too little too late. And and, yeah. and Joel has no... And in this particular moment, Joel has no purpose. And then Joel finds his purpose 
through Tess. Yep. And it re- and Bill un- inadvertently reinforces it. Yep. You know, he says, don't miss out on the opportunity to protect something, protect someone worth it. And now that Joel doesn't have Tess, Joel has Ellie. Ellie. Oh. And he's willing to do the protection and willing to go the path because Tess believed in it. Yeah. yeah. And, th- and it's, a, it's that, that saying when he says, we're here to protect. And mm-hmm. I wonder, does Bill know about Sarah? Does he know? Does he realize as him saying that? Does he know, like, did he, did Joel fail in the past life? And now he's got a second chance with, with Tess, but he, you know, again, unfortunate circumstances but that's it's, it's another i i thought about like what's what a, another gut punch that like he's meant to protect like bill but does he know that he couldn't protect the love of his life and and his daughter and yeah. now he couldn't protect you know the possible or love of his life in the post-apocalyptic world and that's why i i love that like it was like he 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 took the letter and went outside just had a moment i was yeah. like oh yeah, I mean, nailed it. yeah, I mean, you and, don't the, the thing about it though is off gate, you know, even with Bill pointing the gun at Joel and Joel coolly saying, like, can you get that gun out of my face right now? Like he in, gets it, but like classic, please have it, yeah. Right. Like they are kindred spirits. We yeah. don't know, you know, Bill's relationship with his mom. We know that that was his mom's piano. We know for a fact his mom probably taught him. We don't know if he lost his mom to this outbreak. You know, like we don't know levels of regret that he has. We just know that he was in survival mode for a purpose and it was to be in his own containment. And he has said himself, like, I hated this world up until this moment. And so it's, it's, it's like, I think that he real recognized real. He saw in Joel what he sees in himself. That was the reason why he, even on, he thought he was about to die, he got shot. He was like, no, you need to get get up with Joe. Get up with Joe. I was like, dang, huh? Like, yeah. he he not only respects Joe, he trusts Joe. And Joe had told him, he was like, look, bro, these Raiders are going to come. And, and Bill got comfortable. Like, and the interesting thing is, as much as Joe needed Tess, I don't think he ever let himself get comfortable. I think that's the real distinct difference between uh, Bill and Frank and Joe and Tess. Like, he needed Tess, but I don't think he let himself emote or feel anything around Tess because of that mark that messed his life up. Like you were saying, Ronan, in Sarah, losing Sarah. Like he never forgave himself for that. So he never allowed himself to truly be able to outwardly love. Like he was still just there. Um and now with Ellie being there, it's a whole different situation. And, and Joe has to immediately look right back to the relationship he saw with them two. And like, man, they went out together. Like, what does that really mean? You know, kind of thing. I, I, I thought this was just amazing. Like, I think you can study this episode and get a lot from humanity. And oh yeah, just yeah. just trying to dissect this. I, I'm not going to take too much time with it, but no, yeah. And it, it, you got a, you caught something good that I missed again in the first viewing, but I appreciate it in the second viewing that like once Joe tries to go check on Bill, Frank, and just open the door. It cuts to Ellie picking up the letter and the key, and the door shuts. So one would think, oh, somebody, uh, you know, did Ellie just run away? And no, she's there sitting down. But then you cut it, and I look at that, the, the, sort of like a subtle poet, poetic that, like, the door closed on Bill and Frank's yeah. story. Yeah. Um, 
And also, this episode was funny as well. I, we're, we're seeing all this dramatic stuff, but there's bits of, of, of humor where, like, it's, you know, Ellie asking Joel these questions, and he's just like, God damn, you asked too many questions. Is there anything bad here except you? It's like, ha, 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 ha. And then um, even spikes between um, Bill and oh, Frank. And, yeah. oh, I, I, I love it. And again, and I keep telling everybody, when you see me doing this, it's because I'm catching something from the game. And I've been waiting. The promotions, when they be coming out of trailers and whatnot, I've been waiting to see Ellie and her classic T-shirt. I've been waiting to see Joel and the gray flannel T-shirt. And once I saw that happening, I went, that's for the fucking game. And even, yeah. even lines, again, you know. Well, what we, we got to remember um, – Nick Offerman comes from somewhat of a comedic background. I mean, he was in Parks and Recreation. He was in The Good Place. So I'm not surprised with some of the um, comedic um, things that, <laughs> right, the comedic pieces that It's that like, is hit. this the same guy? Right. <laughs> is this it, the same guy? <laughs> it, it is. It is. But I, to answer your question, Ronan, I don't think, I honestly do not think that Joel shared anything pertaining to Sarah with Bill. Actually, I don't think he shared it with anyone besides Tess, if he shared it with anyone at all. Right. And I think it, I think if that was the case, though, Bill would have brought it up in that letter. Yeah. yeah. Because if Bill brought up Tess, I'm sure Bill would have brought up something yeah. saying, do not let your past with your daughter block what you your blessing you can have with Tess. I think he would have brought that up. But since he yeah. didn't, he spoke to him as as protector to protector. Yeah. You know. And I don't even know if Bill would have went into that realm because we don't know Bill being a father. So how can someone speak to a fatherly experience who's never had one? But he can right. speak to him being a protector. And I think he handled it beautifully. And I honestly believe that if Tess survived and if Tess survived and this was a three-person game or three-person series, Tess and Joel would have made it all the way to the end. And, you know, the end result we see from the game probably would have had all three of them in it. And that would have been a good way to do it too, but I don't think it would have had the same impact because it's it's the people that you lose that make this game and this series so impactful. But I agree. Hand, I agree. it was handled beautifully. Again, yeah. Neil Druckmann, the folks at HBO, the folks at Naughty Dog, episode three, absolutely fantastic. You're batting a thousand percent right now. <laughs> like, and I said this in our in our non-spoiler review, but the one thing that captivates me about this series is that we're not dealing with regular 45, 50 minute episodes. You know, we had an 81 minute episode, a 51 minute episode, now a 71, 72 minute episode, but it doesn't feel like it. And it reminds me of Zack Snyder's Justice League. I can sit there and watch Zack Snyder's Justice League knowing it's a four-hour film. And I have watched it multiple times in color and multiple times in Justice's Gray. 
And the one thing that's ever been consistent with it is it never feels like a four hour flick. Right. It feels like just an epic experience that you just have to go all the way through. That's probably the one thing I can say about that show, about that movie is if I start it, I have to finish it. And that's the way I kind of feel about Last of Us. Like we've started it. We got to see it through. We got to see it through because I want to see what happens with Joel and Ellie. I want to see what happens um, on their journey, who they meet, who survives, who dies. The 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 way they're handling um, the 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 flashbacks and the prologues. Because ironically, we did not get a prologue this episode. We we didn't get a flashback this episode. We we got at least not at the beginning. Not at the beginning. But, yeah. but where we got it. That transition. Where we got it, that, that transition. Crazy. That was crazy. Oh, my. And, oh, and I'm just going to be real. Sam missed it the first time. When, when I saw it, I was like, come on, really, right here? But it was so beautifully done because it actually, it actually gave you the quick transition of, well, who are these, these, these skeletal bodies laying here? Yeah. And they say, oh, yeah. flashback, here's, here's who, who they are. And you're like, come on. Yeah, that was a whole mom come and a baby. On. And they don't even really go into who they are, but just the fact that you see the atmosphere. individuals, the atmosphere, and the two individuals they're focusing on, you're just like, come on. Yeah, really? I, think, I think that's an interesting thing to talk on, but we don't have a lot of time. But even just like the first episode with the little girl, like we never knew the little girl's name. Yeah. But it, it shows that every life matters. Every life like is significant. You know what I mean? And a lot of shows like specifically like zombie shows, apocalypse shows, you got like throwaway people that are just dead. You're like, oh man, I can't believe that. But like, no, like they use this for emotional effect and consequences that are important and uh-huh. there's not a lot of shows that focus in on characters that you'll never even know their names and they are that significant um this this is a this is an amazing show and the fact that man three episodes back to back to back we don't lost somebody three uh-huh. episodes back to back to back like it's not like like I, we said this about the second episode like man how many shows you watch two episodes straight in a row you start crying yeah, they did the hat trick. They were like, "Yeah, we're gonna cry. We make you cry one more time." <laughs> right, ninjas. And but. much like us in this road, there's some stops, and then there's some goes. But tonight, we're gonna have to stop for tonight, folks. Um, whew, this episode. But uh, in the meantime, thank you for joining us in this new episode of Bottles and Bricks, uh, fellas. Where can people find you in the real world? Bye. Can't do it. Can't do it again, man. I'm still, I'm still emotionally damaged. <laughs> I get it. I but, get it. You know, if I do my rhyme again, that means I'm happy again. But I'm still emotionally damaged in the series. But Ty Nitty, Twitter, Instagram, that's where you can find me right now. Holla at your boy. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Team JVS on YouTube. Uh, we're literally everywhere. I'm Super SEL zero three two zero on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, yeah, like this show wore me out, but I, I actually can't wait to see the next episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> so can we? So, until next time, to the edge of the universe and back, endure and survive. 
Peace, people.